Ecolution. Hi guys and welcome to the new season of Ecolution. It's been a long time coming and we appreciate your patience. I've been busy breaking my voice, caring for Mipsy, my comfort creature, and generally getting through lockdown like the rest of the planet. So, for our first episode back, we wanted to see where we are in the world right now. As I speak, it's March 2021. This Friday will be week 126 of Greta Thunberg's Friday strike. The lockdown that started over a year ago has come and gone and come again, twice. COVID-19 is still with us, but vaccines and seasonal changes are making a big difference, slowly, far too slowly. But those of us who think about the environment haven't stopped, and there has been a lot to think about of late. And where does it leave us? How does thinking about climate change make you feel? How do I feel when I think about climate change? Infuriated. The fact that we have the power to stop what's going on, to save so many species. Instead, we choose to save ourselves. I think about it every day. I play on the west coast of Ireland a lot. Some fields near the coast are soggy and are eroding away. They might not be there in a few years. I feel not very good about it. Um, worried and I feel sad and angry that they aren't really doing anything at the moment because there's a pandemic going on, which is a pretty valid reason, but... Climate change is kind of the same of COVID. Two problems at once. I think it's too much. I think about it sometimes when I sleep. I just can't stop thinking about it. But I think we should focus on climate change before corona. I feel sad when I know that the world is dying slowly and the animals inside it are becoming extinct. I worry. I worry about the future and I worry about the people, places and animals that are impacted by climate change now. I feel kind of scared is what's going to happen, like what's going to happen to all the nice beautiful creatures in Ireland and everywhere. What's going to happen to all these lovely trees? One of my favourite trees, the horse chestnut, has a disease in it and I'm really worried that won't be there in a few years. And same with the ash. So um, when I think climate change, I think scared because what's going to happen if we don't stop. Small problems can grow into huge problems. Climate change affects all living creatures really and their homes and everything birds everything animals humans everything i don't like when people don't look after the animals i don't like when people do this i'm a bit worried about it because some people like in the future mightn't have it as good as us at the moment who knows what's gonna happen when i was younger and i thought about climate change i knew that it would potentially mean very bad things but i kind of just sort of shoved it out of my mind shoved it to the back of my mind and kind of went yeah it's okay i'm never gonna see that you know what i mean so even if you did shout it from the hills kids would kind of get freaked out and just not really tune in some people don't believe there's climate change say that's just stories but climate change is happening and it's happening now and it's really bad. I also feel angry that the problem is as bad as it is and how slow governments are to react to it. I try to be inspired and hopeful though. I think we have to take care of the birds, bees, land, water because we have to take care of the icebreaker. There is one icebreaker on the newspaper and 
And they say it was almost the size of New York. People say, oh, I feel sorry for the animals. I feel sorry for these and da 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 da. But sorry isn't going to get us anywhere. Actions speak louder than words, and what we need is action. Usually, my producer Nikki is able to head out into schools, forests, and beaches to meet with kids like you. Kids who are doing amazing things, individual and group actions that are helping Ireland and the world. But it's not so easy with COVID. So we're building an Ecolution Brain Trust, a gang of kids who care about what happens next and want their say. You'll hear from the Brain Trust all throughout this episode and the series. If you want to get involved, email junior at rte.ie and let us know. The pause that the first lockdown offered seems a distant memory. I know lots of us hoped that COVID would be a wake-up call, a shout for change that could be heard around the world. And yet the environmental origin of the virus seemed to get lost. Understandably, media across the world, here too, was focused on the disease and how we could beat it. But I think it missed out on why this happened. How our poor treatment of the natural world led to a disease that stopped the planet. This missed opportunity feels really tragic. How optimistic has it left young activists? My name is Saoirse Exton. I am 15 years old. I'm from Limerick and I'm a climate ambassador. Everyone always asks me that, you know, are you optimistic or are you pessimistic? And I don't know because it kind of changes. When we came into lockdown, our emissions went down by something like 17%. And I thought to myself, well, this is a chance. This is the closest we are ever going to get to a standstill, to a clean slate. We needed a stop because we weren't doing anything. And we were all, we, like in Ireland as well, we, we postponed things. We we're like, 2050, we'll do it by 2050 when they don't realise that that's the tipping point. With lockdown, I was thinking to myself, well, they're gonna, they can come out and then they can, while everyone else is in lockdown, you know, we can build train lines. There will not be any problem with traffic because nobody's driving in. There'll be no problem with pedestrians because no one's going anywhere. You know, we can do this now because there's no one in the streets. It's like just a stop. It's like someone stopped time for three months. But then we went back to business as usual. And that was really, really horrible, I think. We can't afford to go back to the way things were. So how can we avoid doing so? The more climate related news events that we hear, the harder it becomes for those who don't believe it to deny that climate change is happening, which is weirdly helpful. Only last week, an exhausted Arctic walrus arrived on Valencia Island in Kerry. It's likely that he fell asleep on a glacier in Greenland, which broke away and floated into the Gulf Stream, only to send him south towards Ireland. There's no denying it anymore. It's real. It's us. Humans are why this is happening. But we can also be responsible for changing our ways and slowing the impacts. I think about the environment as much as I can. For example, if my parents are brushing their teeth and they forget to turn off the water, I'll turn it off for them. We walk and cycle most places. We try not to buy things we don't need. We grow food in our garden, learn about the various issues and try to talk to people about it. At home, sometimes I go and pick up rubbish with my father. And at school, we have different projects. Well, our school is a green school and I'm very happy about that. We planted lots of trees. We helped plant the woodland once. We asked the council to stop cutting our grass in our estate. We grew an amazing meadow. We have lots of fun playing and hiding in it. It looks awesome blowing in the wind. The bees and bugs love it too. 
At home, we plant trees and we try to recycle as much as we can. My mom always tries to not buy stuff that with plastic. She doesn't use too much plastic when she's making her lunches. We also try to conserve as much energy as we can by turning lights off when we are not in the rooms. Once my school went on a big march uh, all the way from our school to the nearest council and we all made posters and signs and it was on the news. Mine said uh, Neelane Planet B, which is there isn't any Planet B. It doesn't even have to be big things. Simply just having taking a look at your lunchbox and the plastic in it and deciding that you don't need some of this plastic, maybe switching to bamboo lunch cases or cooler bottles instead of getting a new plastic bottle every year. Many hands make light work. Together we can save the earth. Experts agree across the globe that human actions are at the core. It's serious. And so it needs a serious response. But, and this is the most important but, there's hope. We could make this whole season nothing but doom and gloom. The scale of the climate crisis can feel overwhelming, but I think that we might lose the thing that is most valuable if we did that. Not Mipsy, no. Our understanding that we are not alone in our worries. There are grown-ups who care about the planet too, even if some who could make a change are slow to do so. So, let's check in with one person who cares like you do right now. Dr Shane, where do we find you? At the moment, we're sitting in a tiny little hut in the middle of the Phoenix Park, the location of which I can't tell everybody else. But it's amazing. It's like I'm sitting back in one of those huts I sat in in East Africa before, where you're heating the hut with the fire in the middle of it and everybody sits around really closely. It's an incredible place. For the last year, I've been looking at how we spend money on biodiversity in Ireland. Nature, in other words. So where the money comes from, what it's being spent on, can we spend it better? And if we need more money, which we definitely do for this, where that's going to come from. So some of the biggest spenders in Ireland on biodiversity are our government. Those various departments that are in charge of big parts of Irish society, like farming, nature protection, like the environment, even things like housing and planning and rural development. They're all really, really important. So I've been mainly talking to those big departments that are spending so much money on biodiversity. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work as well as it could. So I'm talking to those companies or those organisations to see whether they can change their spending to either spend more or to spend that better. Shane. How are we as a country doing on climate action right now? Ireland aren't doing as bad as some people think, but we're certainly way behind where we should be. The EU, the European Union, have set particular limits or targets that we should be aiming for. And at the moment, we're way behind where we need to be. And there's a couple of important reasons for that that we can talk about a bit more. We most need to improve in a couple of key areas. One is agriculture. The second is transport. And I'll go through both of those individually. First of all, agriculture, although in Ireland we have lots and lots of farms, a lot of them are actually doing a lot better with emissions or with climate change than they were before. They're getting a lot cleaner, they're using a lot less pesticides, and more of those farms are becoming organic. So they use fewer pesticides and they're better for the environment. The problem is there's lots of other farms in Ireland that are doing the opposite. They're going what we call intensification way. So they're raising more cattle, they're raising more cattle for dairy and for milk and cheese and butter and everything like that. And that has a much, much bigger impact on the environment than some of those smaller farms that are doing much better. 
So transport in Ireland at the moment, believe it or not, Ireland holds most of the aeroplanes in Europe. Now, we don't park them here, but we lease them. So a lot of the airlines around Europe and around the world, they don't own their planes. They rent them from other companies. And most of those companies are actually based in Ireland. So that means that the emissions or the environmental impact from those companies should really be going through Ireland. And we're not really taking that into account yet. And that's a huge impact that goes way beyond our borders here. The second thing is other transportation, like shipping and trucks and cars. Because in the past... Irish families would have maybe had one car each. Nowadays, a lot of Irish families have two or three cars. And yeah, some of those cars might be a lot cleaner, but if we all have two or three cars, and we're all driving a lot further, and we're all driving a lot faster with bigger engines, that's going to have a really big impact, much more than it did 20 or 30 years ago. There are so many complex issues affecting our climate right now. Weirder weather, changes in the ocean, disagreements about how we need to take things seriously. This episode could end up a week long if I tried to list them all. Thankfully, we have a whole series to investigate. We want to look at creative and realistic solutions that are being rolled out across the world to see how we could be better here. But Shane, where do you think we need to improve the most in Ireland? I've spent a lot of time looking at how we can change this. And there's a couple of key things that are stopping us, really. And I would say the biggest thing that's stopping us is political will. The desire of the people that are in power or that are making those bigger decisions, their desire to actually change this. Because at the moment, it doesn't really seem to be there. There's some desire, but it's coming from other parts. It's coming from the EU or it's coming from the United Nations who are telling us we should be doing these things. But if we really wanted to do these things, we could decide tomorrow or the next day. But because of that political will not being there, we're not really making those big decisions that could have a really big impact really quickly. In this series, we are going to have episodes on air pollution and emissions and another on farming, alongside a whole lot more. All of you know, it's not your fault things are as they are. The world has been set up in the past century to make it hard to do anything without doing some damage. The focus of this season will be on all those trying to make things better, taking small actions to make a mark. But why do small actions matter? So there's a lot of talk about taking small actions for the environment, for biodiversity, for climate change and everything else. And small actions really do matter, but not in the way you think they matter. Because a lot of people think that small actions by each individual person might change how you emit carbon or how many species you protect every day. And that's true. But the impact of those much, much bigger companies has a much, much bigger effect on the environment. It's your small actions, though, that help change their minds. Because if we can change their minds, then we'll have a much, much bigger impact. So I think that those small actions and what you say to your parents at home at the kitchen table or what you say to your teachers and maybe what they say to the people that are in power, in other words, how they vote, that's how your small actions can make a really, really big difference because you can set an example for the future through those small actions. One person who decided to set an example is Laura. Laura van Baylar. I'm 12 years old and I'm the inventor of CarboScan. CarboScan is an app that enables people to track their carbon footprint on a daily basis and they can view the grams of CO2 equivalent for all the products they purchase by simply scanning that product's commercial barcode with their phone. I'm very concerned by the destruction caused by climate change and I'm also passionate about coding so I wanted to create an app to help people to take their own responsibility for the future of the planet so I wanted to make an immediate and easy to use 
carbon footprint tracker to help people change their lifestyle. Coding is when you program a computer to do some actions. So there's different languages of coding and I use MIT App Inventor. Well, I made a database. So when you scan the barcode of a product, it goes and searches in the database for the barcode that comes with the CO2 equivalent because I did some research and then put the CO2 equivalent in the database. So I started it in sixth class. You have to make a project for the Antimony scientists and there's different levels that you can do. So first you have to compete in your school and then if you win that, you get to go to the regionals. And then if you place there, you go to the grand final. I got all the way to the grand final. Uh, it was a pretty amazing moment and I was quite overwhelmed actually. All the hard work finally pays off. I think that politicians should really try to be more aware and make people more aware and take action because as younger people, we don't have as much as a voice as they have in the world. I would tell them to not be shy to imagine original ideas to make something new and take initiatives, even if you think it's a small step. And also more importantly, to keep trying because we can all have it make a difference. I think that technology is really useful because it's part of our daily lives. And we can use technology to help answer the world's most important issues. And it will enable us to build a better future for everyone. There are 20 products in the database at the moment, but I'd like to maybe partner with a shop so that I can take all their products and put it in the database as well. And I think it will attract more people to come to their shops. I think a lot of people are also quite concerned about the effects of climate change. And I'm sure that many consumers and shoppers are willing to use the app while they're shopping at the shop. So if you're a big supermarket and you're interested in using CarboScan, then please look up Intel Mini Scientist. I hope CarboScan is in a shop near you soon. Last Friday was Global Day of Action. Climate activists across the world know that we need to refocus people's attention on the things that matter for today and tomorrow, and group actions are the best way to do that. Saturday, the 27th of March, is another opportunity for you and your family to be part of the movement. Earth Hour started in 2007 to focus people's attention on the planet. A moment of reflection. This Saturday at 8.30pm, you're invited to turn off your lights. Turn off your TV and show solidarity with all the others who care as much about the Earth as you do. So, hi everybody. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, my name is Niharika. I work for WWF and I'm based in Singapore. Singapore is hot, humid and rainy. So Earth Hour started off as this annual symbolic gesture for the planet where we encourage people to turn their lights off for an hour and, and reflect about the state of our planet. And it was really a way of giving people uh, something to do to show that they had the power to make a change. So this is something WWF started and it's actually our biggest campaign. It's one of the biggest things the entire WWF network gets behind every year. And now, 
because we're all gone virtual, uh, I think it matters even more. Nature and our planet are in crisis right now. And this Earth Hour, which is on the 27th of March, 8.30 p.m. local time, we want you to do one simple action. We're going to post a video on all of our social channels. And what we'd like for you to do is just share that to your wall and your feeds and your stories and just begin sparking the conversation about the state of our planet. We think of it as a really nice way to disconnect. You put your devices away, you turn your lights off, you hang out with your friends and your family, and you use that time to talk about the issues that our planet is facing, and, and there are so many of them you can choose to talk about. And then talk about what you can do to help. We're inspiring millions of people to take action for the planet, and whether that's with reducing your meat consumption, plastic consumption, or voting in leaders who will prioritize the planet, we believe the individual has a role to play. I'll be switching off too. You might wonder how an activist like me will spend that time. Well, I'll tell you, I'll be eating pudding in the dark. For our first show back, we've heard from some amazing kids, and I think it's best to end it with one big question to them. How do you feel about the future? If I think about the future, it makes me feel scared, to be honest. What's going to happen in the future if we don't stop this horrible thing that's happening? Around here in the countryside, Mayo, I feel happy because it feels like it's untouched. But I know I'm wrong when I feel like that because it is touched. Everywhere here, there's always some sort of construction where probably there used to be a nice lake. And some of the lakes are really bad polluted. Sad, frustrated and mad. The ice is melting. Polar bears and penguins are losing their homes. People don't worry about it as it is so far away. But when that ice melts and the water level rises, Ireland is an island and we could be washed away. We have to take care of it because we need to respect for it and because it's good to take care of it because we need to so icebergs don't happen just kind of scary if it's going away and this is your last chance to be in it. I hope we look like the same. I also hope that no more wildlife will be extinct. When you're younger, everything is normal. For me, really, it's just fun stuff like climbing trees and uh, playing soccer. But then when you're older, it changes. Your life changes. You need to look after things. I really, really hope that older people will realize that their children and their nieces and nephews are going to grow in a world that may not be safe. Well, I envisage the future really positively. Uh, of course, it will require a lot of creativity, teamwork, and perseverance. And only a lot of initiatives and different areas of expertise will make a difference. And everybody will need to be involved at some point. But I believe that together we can create a strong global movement to achieve a carbon neutral future. A lot more protesting, a lot more people sitting around and not doing anything about it. And then after a couple more protests, then finally to taking action. Greener, less cars, more forests, little farms all over, fruit trees and urban gardens for people to share, cleaner seas, beaches and air. If we change our ways, the future could hold some pretty special things. I think people will change their ways 
and they will learn more about our planet and its ecosystem and be more careful around it. When you think about things that are special, the top five things that you'd like to see in the future, I can tell you, one of the top ones will definitely be flying cars, right? But is that going to be good for our environment? And if we keep using the cars the way we are using, will we ever get to a stage where we'll have flying cars? I hope COVID will be over. Maybe climate change will be over too, but yeah, I have lots of hope that it will end. Hundreds. With our action, it's definitely quite scary. But with action, I think that we can be very hopeful for the future. I just can't imagine it being a nice future unless we stop this. Please, can we make a change? The Ecolution Brain Trust is growing. Today we've heard from Harry, Freya, Jack, Orla, Davy, Adam, Ben, Austin, Sophie, Lila, Juno and Maeve. Phew. Again, if you want to join in and have your say on the issues raised, please email junior at rte.ie. And remember, we are the future. Ecolution! This is our RTE.